Hey, this is Joel Oates, lead pastor of Real Life Church, and you're listening to Beyond the Sermon. Each week, we get the opportunity to dig just a little bit deeper into Sunday's message and offer a little bit more truth and clarity to what was spoken and how it can benefit both you and me in our daily walk with Jesus Christ. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you're here. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome to Beyond the Sermon and a very Merry Christmas to everyone joining us here today. This is the uh, last Beyond the Sermon um, podcast that we're going to have before the beginning of the new year. And uh, and I get the privilege of being joined by our brand new college and young adults pastor, Caleb Vizi. Caleb. Hey, what's up, Real Life Church? Happy to be here and uh, be part of the church and also be on the podcast with you. Man, thanks for joining us, Caleb. Uh, I appreciate it. I love what God's got in store for our college students. Um, I mean, I've heard some, obviously, some incredible conversations going on between you and college students, as well as uh, a number of college students just sharing their heart of what God uh, could potentially begin to do um, over in New Mexico State. And and just that young adult, obviously, that young adult world seems to get become invisible a lot of time. And, uh, and I know that part of your heartbeat, um, especially coming here and just transitioning all the way across the United States, um, I'd love to, even before we kind of dive in, just just maybe one or two things. What's one thing that maybe you can speak to right now to our college students, young adults, um, just as an encouragement as we kind of end this new year, they're going into their Christmas break, that kind of thing. What What's one or two things that maybe you would say to encourage them? Man, I would just encourage them because I know that one of the things I love about that this age group, whether you're a college student, whether you're 24, 25, whatever, it's such a, a searching period of life. Yeah. You're, you're always, you're looking for something. You, there's a lot of opportunities out there. There's a lot of options, but you don't always know what the right path is so that you're in this natural season of just searching and searching and yeah. searching. You're looking for all sorts of things. I love that because they're so open. They're open to what God has for them. If you can help them discover what that is. And so my encouragement would be from the book of Jeremiah, just if you seek God, you will find him is if you seek him with all your heart. And so in this season of searching, as you're coming to the end of the year, as you're getting ready to start a new year, um, you know, with with new goals and new aspirations and new all these things, um, as you seek, make sure that you're seeking the right thing. And, yeah. and as you seek God, he says, you'll find him, but if you do it with your whole heart. Yeah. So man, go. My, my encouragement is always, man, go all in. Yeah. Go all in, give everything, seek after him with all your heart. And um, 2022 will, can be the year that, that you find what God has for you. Yeah, I it's believe in, that. It's interesting, you know, when um, obviously I, I did college ministry for a number of years, uh, it, students have questions mm -hmm. and it's great to ask those questions. I just don't think there's enough environments of where they where they can go yeah. to maybe find the right answers. Yeah. And so I love that God's brought you here, what God has in store for our college ministry, what he wants to do in the hearts of all of our college students, young yeah. adults, uh, all of the above. So, yeah. um, but I appreciate your your love and, and your willingness to be obedient uh, to step into this place. But let's look at our, let's look at this past Sunday, um, Caleb, and uh, and just kind of, kind, of, kind of pull apart a little bit of Nehemiah chapter nine, which is where we were okay. uh, this past week. It was, um, 
uh, honestly, it was challenging. We had to go through two chapters, yeah. um, and I know we got to really only five verses in chapter nine, and then five verses in chapter ten. Yeah. Um, and um, but but again, Nehemiah is pinging on this thing with Ezra. Yeah. Uh, even starting in chapter se- as early as chapter seven, but then chapter eight, they stand in front of the people. They're like, "We got to get the word of God in front of people." Well, then chapter nine, all of a sudden, it's like. The word demanded a response of worship in chapter eight. Now we get to chapter nine and it demands something more. Yeah. I mean, just for a moment, again, I shared a story, obviously, at the beginning of the message, just about how how powerful the word of God yeah. um, can be, when it, even when it's just read. You may not understand it, you may not, but it just becomes that, that not a blunt instrument, but a sharp instrument yeah. that can just cut to the quick of people. I mean, um, tell me a little bit about maybe some of those things that, that how, how God's word has maybe impacted you for just from a powerful sort of setting. Have you ever had an experience, uh, like even what I shared in regard to maybe not necessarily freedom from demon possession. Yeah, yeah. That was the, that was the story that I shared, but, but how has the word of God kind of spoke sharply in your life or maybe other lives that you come across? Yeah, I think some of the coolest moments that, that I've experienced with both personally and with other people it's just, and and really, it's one reason why I love this this portion of Nehemiah, where they're they're just reading the word of God over the people, yeah. because the people that the Israelites they may not have really heard it that much, you know. They hmm. it's not it's not like today's world. They didn't all have a Bible in their house, yeah. You know, they didn't all have easy access to it, so they may not have been familiar with it. And just so just reading it over them, and I've I've had some experiences both myself and with people where. Um, Man, sometimes someone's going through something difficult and you share God's word with them mm. and they've just it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. I remember I had a had a guy um uh, that was a friend of mine uh, just about last year, a few, last year and a few months before that. Um he was going through something and, and kind of had some questions about something he was going through in life and and uh, I just opened up the word. I said, "Well, actually like God has some pretty clear directions on that. Like yeah, he's, he's spoken about yeah, it. He's got something to say about yeah. that. And I just shared with him some passage of scripture and it was like, you saw the light bulb come on. And and he literally said to me, he goes, I had no idea that that's what I should be doing. Wow. And just, just hearing it. Yeah. Maybe for the first time, maybe he's heard before, I don't know, but just hearing it. And I mean, this guy immediately made a 180, made changes in his life. Like it, it was incredible. And, and for me, I was blown away because I'm like, well, yeah, that's, you I thought that was obvious, you know, yeah, and yeah. but it just wasn't for him. And but the fact of just opening up God's word, reading that passage, reading those passages to him, yeah. and just letting him hear from God's word that this is what God's called us to mm. do. It, um, it, you know, it was almost like there was no pushback. I was expecting yeah. him to come back and say, "Well, yeah, but but this and this and that." You don't understand. No, it was just like, oh. Wow, that's pretty clear. Yeah, it was almost a spiritual aha moment. Yeah, it's like, and 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 I I really believe that that that's what the word of God evokes in so much of us when God's word, when His truth, because it's not like you know human conversation. It's not like you know the self help books that you go to Barnes and Noble yeah. and you find and and uh, it's like oh that's there's you know there's some good information there. Oh, I can uh, I can be a better leader because of this, or I can be um, I can be a, a better husband if I apply X, Y, yeah. and Z principles or something like that. It's, it just, there's something so infinitely powerful and mm-hmm. something so active and alive that when it grabs hold, and I say that appropriately, it grabs hold of you, mm-hmm. 
you you don't grab hold of it. It grabs yeah. holds of you, you know, really grabs hold of you and your heart. Um, and it just begins to change you. And so, yeah. so as I began to, obviously what you shared, and as we even looked at chapter nine, man, it's demanding something. Yeah. It demanded the beginning. I'm, uh, it's demanding confession in the beginning. Yeah. I can't, uh, the whole chapter nine is all about God. Let's yeah. just start there. Like yeah. it's all about God. God's going, this is who I am. This is what I do. Now, yeah. Nehemiah is speaking that back to yeah. God. He's saying, God, you're this. Yeah. God, you did this. You created this. And 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 I made mention that over 30 times this yeah. word you is mentioned yeah. in the scripture of like, you, God, did this. You gave this. You pers- uh, persevered. You um, created these things. And 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 what does it do to you when you hear this this reference to the greatness of our God? Yeah. Like when, when like for me, I, I intentionally, I intentionally want to get small, yeah. Because I'm like, man, I I don't hold a candle yeah. to to this God that is being expressed to me from Scripture. This this God that is so much bigger, so much larger yeah. uh, than I can ever possibly imagine. Um, I, I don't know how that hits you when you think about the greatness of God as yeah. Scripture speaks to you. Yeah. Oh, it's a it's a humbling experience for sure. You know, I think. I think a lot of people may be like me, but I struggle with pride a lot in my life. And just, man, this, when I'm confronted with the greatness of God, like you said, it makes me remember just what I'm not. Yeah. And what, and yeah, like, yeah, I want to say how I compare to him, but there, there is no comparison, you know? And so it's a, it's not the most, I I don't know. It's not the most fun experience a a lot of times, but man, it's, uh, it's necessary and it's, 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 it's good though. It's a good heart check for me. Um, and humbling just to remember how good he is and how great he is. And yeah, it's, I I love, I love that, that portion of the prayer and how you brought that up uh, of all the different, the 30 different times of God, this is who you are. This is what you did. And it's meant, it kind of got, it humbles me and then it gets me pumped up. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm like cheering on. Yeah, because you're, you know, whose team you're on. It's almost, it's, it's like, I remember thinking back, especially in some of my football career days in, in high school and on into college, um, it's, you looked at some of your, your linemen yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and some of our linemen were like, uh, okay, our, our weak side's on the left, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, our, yeah. But then all of a sudden we had this 320 pound giant yeah. who's 6'5", I'm like, I'm running to the right. Yeah. Because I know that that I, I know who's on that side, yeah. and I'm so glad he's on my team. The guys have got tree trunks for arms, yeah. and uh, and and there's nothing that I don't think we can overcome yeah. if he's on our side. And it's almost that moment of where, like, God is so much even bigger than that, yeah. and he's more. He's his greatness far surpassing. Yeah. And 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 I know I mentioned it even this past weekend. Um, I'm like, it's like standing before the Grand Canyon. Yeah. And you're looking out at this awe-inspiring. Um, moment. And, you know, it's not like, it's not like I look out and I stand and I scream out going, this is cool, but Hey, I've got a PhD. You know, I'm like, like I contribute nothing in that moment. Like I can have all the degrees in the world or I can have all these different accomplishments, but it really falls short to what I'm actually standing for in that moment. Like I bring nothing to the table. All I can do is be a recipient of what it's showing me right now. Um, and it's just, it's great to reflect on that. Yeah. It really, really is. Uh, well, as we began to, to walk through it, um, I, I shared a, a quote from, from A.W. Tozer uh-huh. and, uh, and he said this and, 
It said, the world is waiting to hear an authentic voice. And then he goes on, he says, a voice, not from us, but from God. Not an echo of what others are doing and saying, but an authentic voice. And I just, I love that word as I began to think about it and as I began to read scripture and as I began to even read Nehemiah chapter 9, Nehemiah chapter 10, man, my heart and my soul is not longing for some some cliche repeat uh, or some YouTube reference um, or or uh, the next, again, even at self-help books, they, they could have information and they yeah. can have knowledge, but it's not that authentic, transformative voice yeah. that my soul longs for. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. Speak about that for a second, Caleb. Like, what is that authentic voice? Um, does, does that resonate with you? Am I yeah. alone in that? Or No, no. I think it kind of goes, um, I was, I was, as you were talking, I was thinking about this, that um, I know in my life, um, and I think in our world today, people aren't uh, looking so much for the new thing as they are just a real thing. Hmm. And, you know, I think there's there's times in our life where we get caught up in the new thing and we want the sure. new phone and the new car. New and new, improved. Yeah and, and, yeah, and those things are exciting, but at the end of the day, they always leave something lacking. And it's it's when you make that realization in your heart that, okay, what's going to satisfy me is not the newest thing, but it's a real thing. Um, and which is what I love about, you know, like the example in Nehemiah chapter nine, af- after they read God's word, what how the people responded, because God, this was not a new thing. God's word was not a new thing. No. It was something that had already been said and established and recorded yeah. and was around, uh, you know, for hundreds of years already. Yep. And they didn't need something new. They just needed what God was saying. And, and 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 it created that response. Absolutely. And what it does is 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 it it forces you to look at how far you are from yeah. this God, this awesome God that stands before us, this yeah. great God, this gracious God, this um, uh, this good God, really. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and and again, not to go all A.W. Tozer again on you, but yeah. I, I love in his book, if you have never read The Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, it's it's an incredible book, but he, he mentions, he speaks about the holiness of God, and this is what he says, because I think it's important, especially as we look at the, 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 the demand that this particular chapter is asking, it's demanding confession. Yeah. Like, I'm looking inside my life, and I'm like, wow, there's some broken stuff in my yeah. life. There's things that aren't right. I'm so far from being good. I'm so far from being gracious. I'm so far from being great. What's my appropriate response? And, and I have to speak to the brokenness of my life. That's yeah. all I have. I, I, I confess what I am not yeah. and what I lack in my life, yeah. uh, which is holiness. And so A.W. Tozer makes this statement. He says, until we have seen ourselves as God sees us, we're not likely to be much distributed over conditions around us as long as they do not get so far out of hand as to threaten our comfortable way of life. We have learned to live with unholiness and have come to look upon it as the natural and expected things. Uh, We are not disappointed that we do not find all the truth in our teachers or faithfulness in our politicians or complete honesty in our merchants or full trustworthiness in our friends. That we may continue to exist, we make such laws are necessary to protect us from our fellow men but then let it go after that. Mm-hmm. Meaning 
until God becomes bigger, mm-hmm. we almost tolerate our sin. Until God becomes the size, until this, the word takes the position in our life that it needs to, it will not evoke the response from our heart and soul that we need to offer back to the Lord, which is one of conf- confession and just saying, and repentance and saying, God, I don't want to be like this. I'm, I'm tired of sitting in this space. I'm tired of, of making laws just to tolerate the world and the men around me. I, I want to be transformed. I want to be different. Um, and we, we tolerate the, 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 you know, the politicians who are unfaithful and we tolerate all these different things and yeah. and we're not I'm almost not even disappointed by things that aren't true yeah. anymore yeah. and I, and I just and I'm listening to this and I'm reading these words by by Tozer and I'm just going man that's just that's just where we are the yeah. word is not taking the taking the role in our life to to draw out from yeah. us yeah. exactly what needs to come out from us yeah when we when we become we start to become desensitized to unholiness yeah and that's that's a dangerous place. That's a scary place. It's a, it's a scary place to be. And but what I, I love the picture that that Tozer presented and even you've talked about for of God's word is is that mirror yeah. where you know uh, we see first we it, it shows us really who we really are. Yeah. And it shows us our brokenness and our unholiness if we allow it to. Yep. Because otherwise it, it says you if you turn around you, yeah. you might forget who you are. Exactly. Yeah. I think you shared that in from, I did. from James where it yeah. says, you know, the, those who hear the words but don't do them is like someone who looks in a mirror and then walks then away walks and forgets away. what they even look like. So you have to it, it, I, I love how, you know, we're starting with it demands confession, but it all of the all of the responses that God's word demands they go together, you know, it's confession yeah. and obedience and, a pro- you know, it's all those things work together. And so we have to obey God's word in order for it to be that mirror yeah. to show us who we really are so that we can see our brokenness and our unholiness so that then we can confess back to yep. God in those areas of our life where we are unholy, just like the, the Israelites did in, in, in chapter nine. And then, and then allow him to transform our life. But yep. then like Tozer said, you read that quote, then we begin to see that that we go back to God's word and the reflection that we see is no longer just our brokenness, but we see the way that God sees us. And so now we see our reflection through the lens of God's word. It's it's a it's it, such a beautiful. It thing. is, and but and then we go then we get move on to chapter ten. Yeah. So we it demands yeah. this confession. Then we go to chapter ten, and and I, and looking at chapter ten, I, like you can see it laced through the entire chapter. Yeah. This well intended effort, mm-hmm. like man is going. God, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna do it right this from time. that this, this time. time. This, this is the day. This is it's the like moment. The, it's like the New Year's resolution. This is the year. This, this is, is it. The year that I'm gonna. Do I'm, it. I'm, I'm losing all this yeah. weight. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, things are just gonna be different. Uh, you know, I'm yeah. gonna love my wife different. I'm gonna love my kids yeah. different. I'm gonna show up and be present. And uh, and then what? Two weeks later, you're yeah. like, yeah. ah, okay, you know. And and it was like yeah. the it's like the dog story I shared. It's like we had this dog and. And we promised dad, we said, dad, I promise we'll take care of it. You won't even know it's there. And for two weeks, man, we were strong in that commitment. But then it just, then just stopped. Yeah. It's like our, we, we, there is an innate inability to fulfill what is, what God's standard and requirements demand. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, we're, we're like we, you said at the beginning, this will be the last one for, for 2021. And, and we're really, we're kind of wrapping up our Nehemiah message series. Yep. But if you read through those last few chapters of Nehemiah and even, even right there in 10, you see all the promises they're making. But then if you read 11, 12 and 13, you see that, like you said, very quickly, 
they go back on all of those promises yep. and but and that can be almost discouraging to read because yeah. it's like man they went through all this triumph they got the wall rebuilt they did all that. they had this incredible time of worship and confession yep. and they made these promises because I've been there before I've yeah. been on that mountaintop maybe I was at a retreat in high school or something oh, yeah. but I've yeah. had those moments the where, camp experience yeah. quote unquote camp experience where, yeah where it's like man like I feel so close to God I'm ready. I want to make yeah. a change. He's going to transform my life. And so, God, I'm going to do this and this and this for you. And then you come down off that mountaintop mm -hmm. and you find yourself right back in it. And it can be so discouraging. But what I what I love about this and where I think the book of Nehemiah kind of leaves us looking towards and, and looking towards is it's, it's reminding us that, and you said this in your message on Sunday, that it's not just about, it's not a promise that we can make. Yeah. We need some, we need God to step in. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did. But I, I, when you, when we were talking about the New Year's resolutions that made me have this thought, I read a book a couple of years ago called Atomic Habits. I think it's by James Clear. I think is the name of yeah. the author. Incredible book. But he talked about in there, a secular book, but he talked a lot about why people's goals don't work out or why these New Year's resolutions people make don't ever happen and they don't carry them out. And uh, one of the things he talked about was because the goals, a lot of times the goals that we make are based on things that we want to do, are things that we want to accomplish, and that's not a high enough motivating factor. Yeah. And so what his challenge was, and I think it, it works beautifully with God's word, is when you set a goal, it can't be about what you want to accomplish. It has to be about who you want to become. Absolutely. And and he's, you know, the example he gave was instead of saying, you know, I'm, I, I want to work out three times a week and lose 20 pounds that's an okay goal, but a better a better goal would be, I want to become the kind of person that lives a healthy lifestyle and Absolutely. doesn't miss work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah, so, yeah. And, and I think that's what Nehemiah is pointing us to, is that they, 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 they had all these good intentions. They made these promises to God. We're not going to marry people that are outside of our, yeah. uh, outside of our faith. We're going to do our taxes. But it was all about yeah. what they were going to do Absolutely. or not going to do, yeah. and instead of about how they were going to be transformed. Yeah. You, you, it's funny, you, you get into the New Testament and obviously um, Paul and some of the other disciples talk about uh, circumcision and we won't yeah. necessarily go there. Yeah. Um, and uh, please, you know, please, yeah, please we're not going to go there. <laughs> However, uh, what, but one of the things that, that Paul and these disciples talk about when they're going there, it's, it's this idea, especially when referring to the Pharisees, yeah. especially when referring to some of the Sadducees in the New Testament, yeah. they're saying, uh, okay, you, your outward expression yeah. Um, you're going through the motions, you're yeah. giving this outward appearance and you're quote unquote doing all these things. So from outward appearance, appearance, you're, you are circumcised, meaning yeah. you, you've, you've got the title, you've got yeah. the role, you've got the look, you've you got the, the you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he goes, but your heart yeah. isn't mm -hmm. like, you still have all of this excess. You still have all of this extra things, this baggage in your life. Like you are not like you don't belong to me. Yeah. Like, in fact, you, I would say you don't even know me, especially when we're talking about the Pharisees, they, they go through all these different motions. And I, and I think that's the danger. Yeah. And I think some of these things about putting these promises out there, especially yeah. as we kind of uh, close out this. And I think you're right about, about Nehemiah. It's, it's this idea. Uh, I think the intentional point is to leave, leave the children of Israel wanting. Yeah. Like yeah. that's an intentional, that's yeah. an intentional piece because it makes them long for the fulfillment yeah. of God's real promise. Yeah. That see, the only one that can live up to God's standard, the only one that can that can satisfy what we inherently yeah. lack 
is God. Yeah. And that's the point. Yeah. It's not to sit in shame. It's yeah. not to sit in fear. It's not to sit in loss, but it's to turn our eyes, not, not horizontally, you know, looking at all around us for all these answers, but to look vertically and go, God, I got nothing but me. I'm broken. So if you want to do something and God goes, I am going to do something yeah. as a matter of fact, um, I have done something. Yeah. And that's why, again, like I said, that's what sets us up and why we celebrate every Christmas yeah. day because that fulfillment of yeah. his promise finally arrived. Yeah, it's, it's God saying, I know that you may have good intentions, but yeah. it's, it's never, it's not going to be enough. But the good news is, I have what is enough. I'm not done with you. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm sending him, or I have sent him in Jesus. And, and uh, so that through Jesus, yep. we no longer have to try and make promises on our own, you know? And it's not about, God, what am I going to, I'm going to do this yeah. to, so that I can, you know, earn your favor. I'm going to make this promise to you because I'm, I'm going to be a different person and follow you. It can be, God, I know that any promise I make, I'll never be able to live up to it on my own. Yeah. So I'm going to surrender whatever that, like to me, the way I read, the way I read through it as I read through Nehemiah is every time they made a promise for something that God, we're not going to marry foreigners. We're not going to, we're going to take care of the temple. We're going to do all, we're going to tithe. We're going to do all these things. Man, to me, it was like, God, I'm not going to make you that promise. Instead, I'm going to surrender that area of my life yeah. to Jesus. So Jesus, I, I'm going to, I, I surrender the, the part of me that wants to be influenced by the world around me, I surrender that to you. Yeah, it's the, not, you know, it's, it's, absolutely. It's, a different, it's an internal thing. It, it's, it's the, the solution is not found, just like you said, and I'll go back to what, even what you mentioned before, it's not about doing. Yeah. It's an actual, it's a B question. Yeah. It's, um, and, and it's a challenge that even my twin brother had shared with me. He's like, especially when I was walking through difficult seasons, Joel, stop asking the question about what, what God wants you to do. Yeah. Uh, God, I'll do this. God, I'll do this. God, I'll do this. Um, and start asking the question, God, who do you want me to be? Yeah. Because when I am that person, when I am a sold out follower of the most high God and he has all of my heart, yeah. God in that moment knows he can ask anything of me yeah. and I will do it. Yeah. But, it. but it starts with that full surrender, that full realization that that I'm nothing, he's everything, yeah. and I just need everything that he has in order to be the person I need to be. Yeah. And, and you know, there's, you know, as we kind of end this sermon yeah. and as we end this series here in Nehemiah, I guess one of the things that that I want all of our listeners mm -hmm. to understand, um, and I think it's the challenge going into the Christmas season and this new year, um, wherever you are, whatever you're quote unquote doing, it's not, it's not the new and improved like we talked about. It's not about the next best thing or, or how many times I can go to church or, or, uh, or any of these. It's yeah. actually an identity statement. Yeah. It's going, who am I? Yeah. And, and am I complete in and of myself? And the answer is that is no, yeah. which is why the fulfillment of God's promise was demanded and is necessary and why we're going into Christmas Eve um, coming, coming up and then we go into Christmas Day and we celebrate Jesus, you did for me what I couldn't do for myself. Yeah. And despite my failures, you love me, you see me, I haven't fallen off your radar, and you're still working in 
infinite ways far beyond I could ever hope or imagine. That's my prayer for for us as a church, and I'm prayer for every single listener out there listening here today. So, um, Caleb, thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for joining me um, in this particular. Um, uh, as we wrap up our Nehemiah series, yeah. we're looking at the Christmas series or Christmas season, yeah. um, and um, I, I love what God has in store and where He's taken us. So, thanks for being with us here at Beyond the Sermon, Caleb. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. We'll see you guys come the brand new 2022. We love you guys. We're praying for you. Hope it's a great one. Well, thank you for joining us. It's because of you that this ministry is possible and allows us to continue to help bring the lost people that don't know Jesus Christ just one step closer to knowing who he is. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you share this with a couple friends? And and by the way, don't forget to subscribe so that you're the first to know when brand new content begins to come out. Click the share buttons, post to your social media, tag us at Get Real Life. For more information, please visit getreallife.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless, and we'll see you next time.